0: Hello guys, welcome to the last few months of STU episode of 2020. With this last episode we have a special treat for you, especially for the residents of Campus Collegiate, because we are talking to the dorms' janitor, Slatko. Your today's hosts are going to be me, Anna and Martin. So join us for this interesting Christmas talk.
1: Slatko, thank you very much for joining us and welcome to the podcast. You're welcome. And... Uh, uh, you are here at the Campus Collegiate. Uh, you are doing the the janitor. Is it uh, maybe the I hope it's yes. the right name uh, yes. of your position? Precisely. But yeah, you were studied to be a lawyer. Yes. So how did it how did it happen that uh, a person with a lawyer degree, law degree, is working <coughs> here at the Campus Collegiate?
2: Oh, it's easy to to explain. Um, I'm educated lawyer from from all Yugoslavia, mm-hmm. ex Yugoslavia, but. Uh, I'm working as a janitor now in this house. Actually, I have two other uh, schools which I have taken in in Denmark. The one is uh, so called Möbelsnigger or the carpenter uh, and uh, the guy who made the furniture. And the second one is we call it on Danish the Eindom Service Techniker. Uh, it will be precisely to convert it on English like a facility maintaining technician. So I have those two two, two um, education here Mm -hmm. in Denmark. But the reason why I'm working like a janitor is because uh, I came here to Denmark 1993 as a refugee from Bosnia because of that uh, so-called civil war in Bosnia started and... We have decided uh, not to be the part of one of the sides. My family was very, very mixed. Then we get the opportunity in 1995 to move out, together with my uh, wife and two children. Uh, And we came to Denmark. And that's, uh, I can't use, couldn't use my education, in Denmark as a lawyer. I got the message when I was living in the refugee camp that I need to, I have researched a little bit uh, what are the mm-hmm. possibilities. On that time was the two university which they have the law study in Denmark. It was in Aarhus and in Copenhagen University. I was visiting like a open house uh, days in the uh, Aarhus University. And then I get the message, um, it takes, Five to six years to be done as a lawyer in Denmark I need to start from the beginning from the scratch Mm -hmm. but before that I need to work with the Danish to explain it better the Bosnian refugees didn't participate in the society live life on that time because we have had only the temporary permission to stay in Denmark which will be uh, expired each three months, they will get the new for the next three months, and so mm-hmm. on. So on, uh, our children shouldn't go to the school. We are only living in the in the refugee camps, and uh, no contact to the so kindergarten. You
1: completely isolated from the. From yes, the
2: precisely, precisely, and um, if you they with the time they have opening for some possibilities, maybe if people want to study or something like that, then you need to. Check it by yourself. Mm-hmm. And uh, I get the message, I need to work with the language five to six years to come to that so-called uh, student, uh, Danish student uh, level. It will take me five and six, five, six years to come on that level. If I pass all the exams, they said, said to me, mm-hmm. I, on that time I was uh, 33, 34 years old and you can count. Mm-hmm. Five, six years more plus five to six years uh, law study Mm -hmm. under how old i will be so i came home and one of the the, one of the terms if i want to study in august university were as well that my family should stay in the refugee camp in Odense, and only me should move to the another camp Nearby Aarhus and live there, and on that time I don't want to separate from my family, especially from my children and my wife. So that's that's the reason I didn't do it.
0: Mm. So the refugee camp you lived in was in Odense. Yes. How long have you stayed there? We have
2: stayed around. We came in uh, June nineteen ninety three, nineteen ninety five, in in the end of the November we get the asylum. It means we have get the permanent permits, mm-hmm. permission, because the Danish government have realized that uh, the war will not stop. And uh, if the war will stop, it would be impossible to send us back to different parts of the countries, uh, especially, for example, people which they are maybe treated like a Muslims or Croats, mm. they couldn't go to the Serbian dominating mm-hmm. an, uh, area and so on, so on. So it was not possible. So we get the the um, asylum, and we get the permission to stay, live, and work in Denmark.
0: So after two years, after two, two nearly two years, okay. yes, something like that. How was living in a refugee camp at that time?
2: Uh, I think it was uh, it was very interesting.
0: Interesting. Because
2: uh, <laughs> it looks a little bit like uh, living in the dormitory. You are <laughs> never alone. You have your small room, but if, when you want to uh, make the food or something, you need to go to the common area. And in the common area, you have the common kitchen, which is shared about the um, other people. I'm laughing when people hear... Uh, in my dormitory uh, complaints about the, the condition <laughs> when they are living in the one floor it was the 21 we have the 21 room on our dormitory everybody have the room with the bathroom and uh, they only need to go to make the food in the uh, common kitchen, we have the three kitchen islands with the dishwasher <laughs> and all the kitchen stuff, comparing to the refugee camp where 35 people, 35 uh, grown-ups, uh, we don't count the children, lives in 10 rooms in and share two kitchen with only two stoves oh. and two ovens and that's that. Uh, we have had the one um, uh, laundry with two washing machines which 350 refugees should uh, share. So without the <laughs> schedule plan for e- each house it couldn't manage but we we have done it and we have managed. So that's um, sometimes I'm laughing when the, my my tenants uh, complaining about a little bit uh, <laughs> problems in the kitchen area and so on and so on. You know. I you can know imagine you have yeah. different yes. kind
0: of experience there. Yeah.
2: But it was very interesting uh, to live in the dormitory, we need to organize our life. It means just organize the practical things, how to share the two washing machines in the laundry. Then we need to make the schedules, uh, and uh, the main issue was how to activate our children because we have the have the children from the kindergarten age until the gymnasium and so on, so on. young people which should continue to the university. They didn't have the big problem, but the people from the uh, primary school and gymnasium was the big problem for us. So we have uh, organized all the uh, possibilities between uh, the grown-ups and pick up the people which they have the high educations and organize our primary school in in in, in just for for us in the, the camp. Com- in, in the in the mm. camp, we get help from the Danish refugee organization it called it Tansk help uh, help to the to Danish uh, refugee help. Uh, we have uh, they have find uh, the um, contact with the uh, uh, primary school in Jellese. My, my refugee camp was on that area just behind those uh, f- in fact on that uh, new space which new unse hospital will be built. okay oh, so that it was, that was that yes it was the refugee camp, camp there. And uh, the school is laying a little bit uh, longer around the road and we get some uh, class rooms which we can use when the school is done, after the normal teaching classes for for the Danish classes. Mm -hmm. So we can borrow it maybe from the 4 o'clock in the afternoon until maybe 6 or 7 o'clock in in the evening. So we have organized uh, teaching classes in different uh, subjects like mathematics, uh, computing, science, and physics, mathematics, biology, everything. Were we you were you teacher yourself? I was I was teaching uh, history and uh, computer science oh, nice. in, in our and because we have a more qualified people in the other su- subjects and uh, on that time um, my very good uh, luck was that uh, both me and my wife we could English. On. We call it good level so we can uh, help the other refugees to translate it if it was necessary. If it was necessary and through that knowledge I have meet plenty of the Danish people. Uh, Some of them they are coming to our refugee camp just to visit the Bosnian refugees and uh, learn them to know. So I get some, we call it visiting friends and Mm -hmm. so on, so on, so on. So that was good. You are not totally isolated. But it was, it was, uh, I can remember my first day when I came from Bosnia in Denmark, that we get the, uh, you have the police hour usually but you mustn't go out if you are not the, I was living in one Serbian dominated uh, uh, town and you, if you are not a Serb, you mustn't go after eight o'clock in in the evening. Oh, so we are not looking back in Yugoslavia? Yes, yes so when i came to refugee camp we get the law that we can go out and uh, go on the streets during the nights and uh, it was the like like uh, we call it the shock when you came from one town which in that time you don't have the electricity 30 days and maybe you get to four hours uh, after 30 days and after that again 30 hour, uh, 30 days without the electricity mm-hmm. and you can go freely during the night you don't have the police hour you don't have anybody to ask you about do you have any kind of id you know or, or permission or something you are feeling like a free person mm. that so, so that's that's so, so that was the feeling when you yes, arrived to denmark the, that was the feeling that mm. was the feeling
0: so after those two years when you got the permanent uh residence <coughs> yes. in denmark mm. so what happened after
2: i have one Interesting story because um, I have got the, the permission uh, to stay in November, when all the Bosnian, nearly October, November, December, uh, nineteen ninety-five. All the, the, the Bosnian refugees get the uh, permanent permissions, but I was so lucky that find a very small niche in the Danish uh, law, which I find in one uh, small article in newspapers, local newspapers, only mm-hmm. in Danish. I didn't know what it doesn't mean, but I asked one of my Danish friends to translate it for me. And one he, of the visiting friends? Yes. <laughs> and uh, it, uh, it was an article which tells that if one job is not occupied by the Danish uh, citizen more than three months, then the Bosnian refugee can get it. If they, they can't find the, the person for that. I put that article in my pocket and drive around in the city. Between of, between all the all the places I have been, it was the one small town, Oslo, nearby Unse, and I went in one furniture factory, who there was a veneer, it was the name, and asked, do you have the job for me? Any kind of job. They asked me what... what I'm working in Yugoslavia, I, I, was, I explained that I was the lawyer, but I will do anything. They said to me in that moment, we don't have any job, but how we can contact you if you have something. I give them the telephone number of the official office in uh, <laughs> our refugee camp. And I was very lucky that gets the, gets the phone call, 10 days after, mm. they tell me mm-hmm. they have the job for me I told him I would like to see what it is and it was like an um, unqualified worker uh, in, the, in the furniture factory and on that moment when I saw that it was one girl which has uh, done those, uh, those guys I should uh, uh, prepare the chairs uh, before the last uh, coat of the painting. Okay. Uh, I should send it, send them, and uh, you should you should wear it with the mask. I had told to myself, if that girl c- could do it, I can as well. <laughs> <laughs> and I was starting there. In the, I was very lucky to get a job before I get as a, a, a salon. That it, it means a lot. Mm. Um, it means that I get C P N number and I get my uh, bank account because you need to pay the tax in Denmark, and it, this is very fine. But that was the way that uh, me and my family went very, very quickly after. Uh, went th- through the normal uh, life and system when we get the permission, permanent permission to, to stay in Denmark. Mm. So I was living in the refugee camp, pay for it uh, because I get the salary. Uh, and I was living from the... I can't remember the dates uh, when I was... <laughs> When I was uh, employed, it was the 27th Ma- March 1995, and from that day until the November, I think about 15, 16 November, we get the permission to stay in Denmark. Uh, I was living in the refugee camp and pay for it. <laughs> so, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> because fine. now you earn the money, of mm. course. Yep. I, I think I think that that's fine. That's okay. That's okay with me.
0: Good, but it was like a lucky start for you, yes. fortunately.
2: <coughs> yes. Yeah.
1: But I was also wondering, like, even like <laughs> after we covered the, the, the this your stay in Denmark yes. uh, until this time, but how was uh, actually the your journey from uh, Yugoslavia to to Denmark? Because th- at that time you had like uh, small
2: kids. <coughs> <so> <coughs> yes. I have. I have. Um, we are talking around the start of the 1993. And it starts to be uh, uh, nearly impossible to live in my hometown. I was living in a city called Banja Luka. It was the next biggest city in all Bosnia, uh, the biggest city after the Sarajevo, and the Serbian dominated on that on that point. And all the people which they are not uh, which they don't, uh, which they are not the Serbs, they uh, have lost the jobs. They have lost uh, any kind of uh, economical. Uh, you know support uh, mm. salaries and so on so on. so we are surviving on that uh, my I have got my son son 1990 and uh, he was around two years uh, on that on that uh, time I was living with my high pregnant uh, wife and uh, I couldn't go out from the from the city because it was forbidden for me Because I'm not the Serb. Mm -hmm. And uh, on that uh, moment we were being treated like uh, potential enemies. So we should stay in the the city. But all the other members, uh, women and children, they can uh, go out because I think their intention was to ethnically clean all the town. Our fortune was that we have been living in one very big city and we have one Catholic cardinal living in our city and he, that cardinal has had a um, uh, satellite phone connection with the Vatican. He was one of the first on the list to be shots but the Serbian authorities uh, was afraid because if he didn't respond uh, on the that phone five uh, times during the day and Vatican called them, they will make probably something big action in in the, in the so we were more fortunate than the other city around my city you have heard maybe uh, the situation with Srebrenica or Priedor which is only 46 kilometers from our town they have made the mass graves there and people have been shot mm. and treated in concentration camps and so on and so on so we need to stay in our homes our um, our um, flats should be open. You, you mustn't close it during the night. So, okay. if somebody wants to come inside, probably Ser, Serbian soldiers. Some they, they, uh, Serb soldiers they can come inside. So, I on that on that moment I have had one very good friend, which is living in the Sweden, and, and he wants to help me. He bought two tickets, two flight tickets. Mm-hmm. From Belgrade to Sweden and invite my uh, wife and my son to come there and after that they will try through the Red Cross uh, system maybe to try to get me out uh-huh. when, when the possibility and I was very afraid f- uh, for my wife and my uh, son so I just want them to go out. I don't need to be concerned about their life. I don't care about my life, but on their life, it's very important for me. So they are starting on the journey in in February. Uh, It was was the 11th, February, and on the roads, just on on the border between the Bosnia and Serbia, call it Sebska Rača, border, my wife uh, lost uh, water. From the stomach and the bird was starting. He, she came to Belgrade and uh, one member of my family helped her to put uh, her in the, in the hospital. With her was my son and my father-in-law because my father-in-law is the Serb and uh, on that time and try to help uh, my wife and uh, my uh, son to get through easier. Uh, to the Ser- uh, to the Serbia my uh, father-in-law come next day back with my son to Bosnia and my wife uh, get the birth to my uh, daughter and was there around three or four days and my big problem is how to get her back <laughs> and uh, it's very really, very interesting story I will never forget that that guy it, it was my first neighbor and he was the Serb and he came himself and said can I help you with something and I ask, uh, I tell that I have the big problem I can't get my wife back he told me I'm sitting in my car I have some uh, job to do in Serbia I will visit her and I will bring her back and he has done it I'm today for eternity uh, can't forget that guy is not uh, live anymore he died uh, after the war but I was I will never forget him and he come back and after that we have decided we will never be separated in my uh, 1993 the Serbian authorities decide to let the people go out if they are, uh, have some money to pay and leave all the property which they have mm. and we have done it this one and start our journey We should deliver the um, passport to the military police which was of course in the civil clothes and guide us it was about 13 to 16 buses if i can remember i can't remember um, precisely number we have around 700 people and we are the uh, next last, we were the convoy before the last convoy from our city. Mm-hmm. After that was was forbidden, and they drive us through the Bosnia, through Serbia, Hungary, Czechoslovakia, and to the Poland, and left us in the Polish harbor Svinjuszce. Deliver our, our, us our passports, and you are free.
0: That's it.
2: Yes, that's <laughs> that. Okay. And we came with one ferry boat uh, to Copenhagen next day. Uh, and our refugee life is starting in the, in, the, in, in, in the Denmark. It was pure luck that we uh-huh. came to, it was the first ferryboat from that. We didn't know if it would go to Sweden or something because only two countries on that time was open to take the refugees, uh, it was the Sweden and Denmark. Sweden closed the border that evening. Really? Yes. Oh, wow. And um, we were lucky that came on the ferry boat to, to Denmark. Otherwise, we'll be sent back. So that's my story.
0: <laughs> that's some intense historic <coughs> <laughs> route. Yes. But thank you for sharing that with us. It's really interesting. Anyway, let's switch to the present, I would say. Because Because... Yes. Um, I would be also interested how it's going here and now. We also with Martin we also live in the building. Yes. So we're interested how it works for you. Like what is it like to be a janitor in a building full of what is it two hundred students something like that?
2: Precisely around we have around uh, two hundred. If it's full house and it, it's uh, in the but we we have some two persons room which they are only occupied with one person around when we we have the full capacity it will be two hundred. And 86 uh, person.
0: So that's a lot of young people. <coughs> <coughs> yes. Are they being very, I don't know, <coughs> are they being polite? Are they being nice tenants too? Uh,
2: it's... <laughs> <coughs> you it's, can also it's, share it, some yeah, stories. It's, it's, <laughs> yes, it's, it's uh, like everywhere. Uh, everywhere in society, in each country, you know, you have some people which they are over polite. You have uh, some Students which try to to push you on the on the, on the edge and try <laughs> try to how long they can come, you know. But generally, generally, I really like that job because I'm working with the young young uh, uh, people. That was uh, that's what's very interesting for me. That's uh, I don't take me wrong. I, I have the feeling like I'm r- like some kind of reserve uh, father for them because I have had, I have st- still uh, the, the children, uh, my son and my daughter, which they are nearly in your age, they have mm. been on university, they have both done with the university now, they have the jobs. But, you know, I treat, I try to treat all the students like, like, like my children, mm. you know.
1: Yeah, and I, I guess it's also seems like that because anytime there's a problem, it's like, oh, call, can you help us? So it's <laughs> yes, yes, yes. yes. Kind
2: of and uh, some of the people can uh, from time to time uh, be unpolite, a little bit unpolite, or I can understand that be- people get uh, from time to time uh, drunk. Uh, they are not themselves. I, I just try to, to explain them situ- situation <laughs> after and do it uh, as, as, as good as I can. This, this, is, this is my goal, that I try to be as much as possible like a, some kind of service uh, guy for you, you students here or, or, or the tenants, which I call them. You're precisely my tenants, <laughs> you're not the students. So that's what yeah, I guess that everyone appreciates yes. that.
1: But, anyways, I guess you must uh, like experience some, I would say, like funny stories. I don't know how much you want or how much you can share with, you, <coughs> but I would still be interested because I guess, from I heard, I won't share anything. <laughs> yes, yes, But from I heard, that there's like a, sometimes crazy things can happen. Uh, crazy
2: or, or crazy? I think <coughs> it's uh, funny. Or funny, okay. Funny or things. Funny. I will call them funny because. Uh, Uh, I experienced everything Uh, I've just (laughs) tried to tell two stories one is very very interesting Uh, the dormitory is from the 2015 and I don't uh, take me wrong guys but that the first students in the house I have still the special connection with them Mm -hmm. they are the first students and it was the one very special spirit on that time they treat the building on the, on the I would call it a little bit different way than the others today and it was special relationship between them and between me and between all of us with the, with the building as well uh, and of course uh, funny things are happening I can remember I was sleeping <laughs> and somebody I get the call from the uh, alarm central that one of the students uh, can't come in the, in, the, in the room. And the guy who connected me on the telephone. It was one girl. He told me, uh, I can't open my room. Uh, and that's the big problem for me. And uh, something, I can hear the ghosts in my room. <laughs> and I tell them, I will come in two, two, two minutes, on which floor I'm living. And he tell me the floor and I went upstairs I need to take my clothes of course it takes uh, two or three minutes and I went to the, to, to the floor and I, un- I can understand uh, what was the problem. She was with uh, one of her friends, the boat were, uh, were very very drunk and they are sitting about 25 to 30 meters from the, from the lock, we have the electronical keys, electronical locks in our she tried to reach from 25 <laughs> meter distance. <laughs> and that's the first reason I start, start so, to laugh, laugh. And the second thing, uh, you mean, and they are the ghosts inside. We can hear the ooh, sound. <laughs> and when I open the door with my uh, master key, I can understand where are the ghosts, because it was the winter. November uh, month it, it was very windy and she left one door open about three three centimeters. and then you have the uh, that howling sound. I to- took the boat girls inside, put them in the bed and, <laughs> and uh, take the pillows around and uh, we laughed next day. <laughs> <coughs>
0: okay, so there are no ghosts in the building, good to know.
2: <laughs> and second, there are no ghosts. A second uh, story is, uh, because uh, you you guys you are diff- different different uh, somebody manage all the things uh, i have some students which i never hear from they have the problems they fix all the problems by themselves and some of the students where i think the everything was fixed by the others i think the uh, parents have fixed mm-hmm. everything for them before and uh, now i'm help them as well to fix the things and i can remember one call the one uh, tenant complains that uh, person don't have any water from the shower. I think to the um, Probably you have the lower pressure on it. Uh, no, 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 no. I don't have any water from the from from the from the shower head. I need to see it, and I come upstairs, <laughs> and I can understand why the person shouldn't get the water because she was uh, wrinkled the that uh, plastic uh, shower pipe mm-hmm. which leads from the battery to the head shower head so much that it was so flat that water could come out. <laughs> then I start to unwrinkle it, and after two minutes uh, open the water, and now it works. And the person asked me, "How did you do this?" <laughs> <laughs> so, so that they are the funny things. <laughs>
0: Magician in the building, you fix yes. it all. <laughs> I'm thinking, is there any like because we have our room is just above your garden? Yes, has anything weird ever landed on your garden?
2: Of course, <laughs> I'm of I course. Think it must don't have need to ask. <laughs> uh, I think uh, the biggest problem for me could be that uh, we have some people which are smoking, okay. And uh, as you know, we have that politics, uh, which is not provided by me personally, that uh, our main board has decided that uh, dormitory is smoking a free area and only place which people they must may smoke is outside garden, but not mine. We have one special uh, place outside, which we have some benches and some trees, where people can mm. smoke there. But some of the people, they are not all the tenants, some of the tenants, uh, they sometimes from time to time they don't care. they just throw the cigarettes downstairs. I can find the paper I can find, uh, beer cans, empty beer cans and so on so on. But
0: <laughs> no person lend. <landed> that's, <laughs> that's how we
2: call it. It's uh, one, one of the things which are going in, in, my, in my duty obligations. Okay. So that's that.
0: So nothing too bad. I urge,
2: I urge the people that <laughs> that please don't do it. So if they are listening, that it will be very good. Mm. Yeah. So we can do can so because
1: it. Say we can see that throughout the summer. Yes. I especially at least, I think your wives take a special care of your garden with all these flowers. We like stuff, we so like
2: to do it. This is uh, some kind of relaxation. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be honest, from time to time it could be very challenge to us to live in the dormitory not only because of my work because we are living in the dormitory and we have the plenty of the activity especially uh, during the the summer Mm -hmm. we are unfortunate that all the container for the bottles and they are so near one meter from our garden and when you are sitting in our our living room you can hear clink 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 sound (laughs) when people put it half past 12, uh, one hour behind the midnights, you know, or something yeah. like that, and especially in the, in the start was the big problem with the basketball playing ground, which people come to play early or the late during the night, screaming there and something, you can't uh, avoid to hear it, but yeah. that's not,
1: that
2: that's not the big issue, and especially now where we have the only Access, con, uh, access with your keys only for our tenants it's much much better now mm-hmm. but okay. relaxing, uh, relaxation is uh, to do the gardening you know and just make it because I think the dormitory uh, we have the trees but we don't have so many flowers and so on so, on, so we try to make our how we call it uh, duty place uh, to make it a little bit private and to enjoy in it and we really enjoy it both me and my wife especially my wife enjoys to to do the gardening
0: it always looks very pretty she likes ever. the yeah. roses
2: and everything so this is some kind of relaxation as well as um, to understand it better to 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 get our life uh, more positive after all those experience after the war yes so that's mm-hmm. some kind of uh, psychological therapy as well
1: yeah
2: for both of us
0: that's nice yeah, yeah.
2: yeah.
1: right i guess we are reaching the very end yes and uh, we always tend to ask uh, or we are actually always asking our guests uh, the very (coughs) last question yes and it is whether you have any life hack it means something that makes your life a bit easier maybe a little bit more positive or if you have anything that that just i don't know that makes your day better or some i don't know it can be technique or uh, or whatever thing. Uh,
2: I have learned one thing uh, always count to ten before you tell something. That's very important. Sometimes, uh, from my experience, it could cost you a life. So think before you tell something. Uh, sometimes people tell something stupid to other person and after they after that they regret it, but it's it's too late if you understand what I mean. Yeah. Uh, always think twice before you tell something. And what's very important for me to uh, always be positive in your life. You can overcome any uh, any problem, believe me. And always think that there are people in your life, they have more problems than you have. Uh, what's very important to me uh, is as well that um, I want to tell them uh, I need to formulate it uh, very precisely Uh, if you do something good to the others it will be paid on one or another way uh, to you or maybe to someone to your family with good things if you do the wrong things it will be paid for another one or another way to you on the bad way so think what are you doing
1: well, that was quite a wise <laughs> words.
2: Yes, never give up, never give up, always be optimistic. That's my motto.
0: Perfect conclusion, it is. <laughs> yes. Tlatka, thank you very much for your talk. You're
2: welcome. We it really appreciate it. it. You're
1: yes. welcome.
0: And that will be it, not only for today, but for this year. Thank you for listening to us, for listening to all of our episodes. We really appreciate that you found time to dive into the stories. Have a great Christmas, and we're going to see you again in 2021. Bye!